27 glorious and majestic episodes. I am Joe named after the king. So Trump approval rating better than Obama and Reagan at the same point in their presidency. Hmm. That's, that's newsworthy, I think. I think that's newsworthy. Boy, this guy, Robert De Niro. F. Trump. Robert De Niro curses president at Tony Awards as Trump tries to prevent nuclear war. What an idiot. Look. Look. What happened? What happened? Like, all of these Hollywood elites, all of these actors and actresses and, and Hollywood producers, they... They lost their marbles. Are you kidding me? These people are crazy. They're like batshit crazy. What's going on? Oh my God. What a train wreck these people are. And so on the heels of that comes on the heels of G7. Another train wreck of a bunch of weirdos, man. G7... Nothing but a bunch of weirdos. Like, these people do not know what they're doing. And it's pretty obvious that they are upset at being caught funneling money into their pockets. Some type of weird, weirdo agenda. These guys are weird. Just, you know, look. And, and it makes me want, this makes me wonder the most, this agenda that they've been pushing and why they're so adamant about, you know, there's some restructuring that needs to occur as far as trade is concerned, but these people are just like, you know, they've lost their minds over it. He says we need to negotiate a trade deal and they just lose, the, lose all capacity to function. For crying out loud, Justin Trudeau's eyebrow came off. I didn't know they were fake, but this is, uh, I don't want to... Now listen, we shouldn't browbeat the Prime Minister. We need to stick together. This is no time to come unglued. I don't remember the rest of them. I, I, I had a whole list of them. I've successfully used them and I've gained... The uh, desired effect was to have a little chuckle with a few friends, and that's good enough for me. Trump continues to defend American workers, blasts Canada, Justin Trudeau, EU, and Germany for unfair trade policies with the United States. Yeah, it's there. Look, it's a good plan. Zero tariffs. You know, equal. It's it's an equalization. So I thought what was interesting was that this photo that they, that they had taken, you know, the proportions are, you know, within the, the, this is a masterpiece. This is a work of art. You have Trump. He doesn't have to stand up to make his point. He's working from the, he's working from strength. And he's just sitting there with his arms folded. You've got John Bolton right, right over his shoulder. And then you have the Japanese uh, prime minister, Abe. And he's got his arms crossed. And that mimicking of, of Trump there 
in this photo indicates that, that they are both on the same page. And that the rest of his, Abe's delegation is simply trying to figure out what the Europeans and, and what Canada's trying to do. What, what they're talking about. And you've got a number of people going over stuff. You got the forehead of Gerald Butts, right, right over the shoulder of, and I think that's Krista Friedland. Krista Friedland. It doesn't matter. Um, but the, so Macron, uh, he's gained the nickname Thundergrip. I guess he has some weird, super strong handshake, and it's, uh, uh, what an odd duck. What an odd duck. I mean, does he, <laughs> could you imagine if he, could you imagine if he actually uh, shook Theresa May's hand that hard? I mean, it left a big old white mark on Trump's hand. Could you imagine if he did that to Theresa May? Hilarious. People are like, oh, this guy, he's so narcissistic. He's all, he's, he's got that Napoleon complex. I think that people, I mean, people go there like really quick, like, oh, yeah, short man syndrome, whatever. Uh, but this is clear. This is a clear case that these people have something to hide. And the money train has dried up. And so they're, no, you can't do that. That's, they're, they're, they're being defiant. You know, no, 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 you can't. Well, what do you mean you can't? That's what Trump, the look on his face is. <laughs> Go fish. Go fish. You guys are, the, the, the gravy train has dried up. Gravy train's dried up. And so that's, I mean, they're... I mean, I get why they're upset, but they're caught. I mean, they're in trouble because there's the United States has the money, you know, so they're not going to get money from the United States. It's not, it's not the free rides over. These are people kicked off of welfare, but in this case, their welfare is in the trillions of dollars. So, so I, I call that a win. And there was some other, um, back and forth. There was some other back and forth on Twitter as Trump was headed to Singapore, which he's there now. And I think that it's got Canadians upset, that's for sure. But like, so the deal is with, with, with Trudeau in this trade situation is it's, it's entirely caused by Trudeau because of his inaction to come to uh, an agreement on trade. He's failed to come to a bilateral uh, agreement on trade that would, uh, that would minimize the imposition to the Canadian workers, especially in steel and, and aluminum, like right now, who are the most affected right now. See, so the, prob the problem with where he's at, his position right now is that, so first of all, he has a, this is, he has this liberal disease. The liberal disease is called spending everybody else's money. So just two days before, this meeting, this G7 meeting in Quebec, the Canadian military was set to deploy and it turns out that they were, they didn't have enough equipment. They didn't have sleeping bags and rucksacks. So they had asked, put it out there and asked for soldiers to turn theirs, their, their issue in. So the plant, there's, they've, I mean, this is a, this is a, 
what a mess. What a mess. So they do this. Two days later, they're doing this G7 summit. And they don't have any money for rucksacks and sleeping bags for their imminent deployment of troops. So they're not taking care of their armed forces. A story came out even four days ago where the armed forces of Canada were um, basically putting an all call out there for people to enlist. They need people to enlist. And they were even going so far as to try to get new people that they've imported to enlist in their armed forces. And nobody's doing it. See, everybody wants to just show up and everybody just wants to show up and get on the dole. See, so just a massive miscalculation by Justin Trudeau on this. So my point I'm coming to, and that is at the end of the week, they hold G7. G7 cost Canada. The Canadian taxpayers, these workers that are being hurt by this lack of uh, a, a trade agreement with the United States, it cost them $600 million. $600 million. And at the same time, Trudeau sits down and whatever, they came up with some type of agreement to um, educate young girls. And it's a $400 million investment. So he spent just shy of a billion dollars and his troops are going to fight in Mali with no sleeping bags and no rucksacks. So he, he, he is solely responsible for the deconstruction of the Canadian economy and the fleecing of the Canadian citizens and their tax money. And he has misappropriated funds and he has been guilty of receiving gifts for felonies in office, this is probably the absolute worst prime minister ever. Period. And I don't even have to stretch. I don't even have to work hard to make people come to the realization that this guy is trying to tank Canada. He's trying to destroy it. It's, it's pretty obvious. It's bald-faced. I mean, it's right there. So this guy doesn't negotiate, doesn't, isn't tough, and doesn't negotiate with Trump to his face. But as soon as Trump gets on the plane to go and attempt to uh, avert a nuclear war with North Korea, trying to get a peace deal with North Korea, and concessions on their, on their nuclear program, this guy's like, we're not doing any of what Trump just left, and we're not doing any of it. So Trump's like, you guys are, you're burnt. Go fish. You know, all he's got to do is just walk away. He's holding all the cards. So that's what he did. He just walked away. I've got, I got other things to do. And he didn't even have to show up. See, Trump didn't have to show up. He, he decided to take the time, even though he has other bigger, more important things to do, decided to stop and take the time to sit down with the G7 and just show them, look, this is what we're going to do. Now, I don't know if any of you were following what was going on at G7, but there were a couple of selected, um, unelected officials there. One was, I believe, from the UN. Another one was from NATO. And just to, if you wrap your head around this really quick, because uh, Trump just had a visit at the White House with um, Abe. Um, Trump also had a visit with uh, the head of NATO, uh, the Secretary General of NATO. And... If you, you got to watch these things, you know, you got to watch how, and so now this, 
the internet was lit up with all of these liberals talking about how Trump had made the statement that he thinks that Russia should be a part of what was the G8. They were in G8 and they got, and they got kicked out and that made it G7. Uh, and he thought, and he had made the statement that they should be brought back in. Now, the reason why they were kicked out was because of Russia's aggressive moves into the Crimea, into the Crimean Peninsula, okay? That's why they were kicked out of the G8. Nobody could work with them because they were acting illegally, see? So, Trump says, Russia really needs to be at the table if you're gonna create, if you're going to sit down and discuss trade on that level, then you have to have the major players you know, involved. Otherwise it doesn't, you know, it's not as effectual as it, it, as is necessary. So everyone was freaking out because he said the word Russia and something good about Russia and everybody freaked out. What they failed to report on, the mainstream media didn't really report on it. Um, what they failed to report on was the fact that the other nations agreed. Yeah, they want Russia in there too. But the problem is this situation with between Russia and Ukraine. And so the only thing that I can uh, think of there is that you hold readmit, readmission into G8 contingent on full withdrawal of Crimea. Now, it seems like, well, people would say, well, Putin's not going to go for that. And it's, and it's like this. Say, Putin has to decide which he's going to be. Is he going to waste himself and his, spill his blood and treasure for nothing or for little? And, and lose in other areas that, that hurt him and affect his, uh, not him, but that affect uh, Russia, the country, negatively, worse than what he gains by, um, by grabbing onto a territory. So he has to assess that. But, the, but I'm gonna tell you this right now, Putin is not the boogeyman. Russia is powerful, but they're not that powerful. They have a few things that, you know, um, lessen their, their power and their effectiveness. And they've struggled to really put this. I mean, when the Soviet Union collapsed, he had a, they had some serious challenges that they had to overcome just to keep things together for, for their country, okay? And every, so if you go back and you look at the history of all of the decisions that he's made, because he's been there for quite some time now, if you go back and look at all the decisions that he's made, you realize that every one of them is, uh, they are decisions. Now, you can, you know, I've, I personally feel like Ukraine was a bad choice, but for some reason he felt like he had to do it. And so something must have made him think that he could, he was unable to do that. And then it turns out that, you know, that wasn't the case. And so everybody got upset about it. And the rest of, the rest of that is history. But if you look at what he does in Russia, he's very pragmatic. I mean, he has a problem, a situation, he deals with it. You know, and he does, he, he deals with it in a, in a way that benefits the, the country that he represents. So I have less, uh, I personally, because I'd be, to be honest with you, whatever they were doing during the uh, election campaign in 2016, uh, I don't see, I, I, I don't see it. I don't see where buying a few ads on Facebook somehow swayed an election because that so far is all they've got. Now, news agencies have um, put out all kinds of stuff and they keep 
they keep at it like a propaganda arm for liberals. But there literally is nothing about the Russians. They haven't, they didn't do anything. Uh, they didn't program any machines. They didn't flip any votes. They didn't even sway any votes. The voters' minds were made up. And to say otherwise, okay, calls into question the results of the election, which is what they want to do. And who wants to do that? Liberals want to do that. And so liberals literally have lost their minds. And I personally, when I hear liberals, because I have some friends that are liberals, and I don't mind, you know, there's certain people that I don't mind. I've said this before, like Alan Dershowitz. I happen to think that he's a thinker and that I can appreciate that he's practical and he's a thinker. And if he wants to call himself a Democrat, that's fine. And, uh, and he has, you know, certain things that I don't agree with him on, but for the most part, he's listenable and I can actually, uh, he has, a, he has some significant cogent arguments. But the rest of these people have no idea what they're doing. They are, and, and they have lost their minds. They're out of their minds. And I, to be honest with you, at this point, I really seriously have, have doubts about their actual sanity, like if they were ever sane. For the level of, how, you know, how unhinged they are, were they ever sane? And, and that worries me. That worries me for them, for their sake, for their own it's like they're not living in the same world as everyone else, okay? And, and I'm just going to go ahead and be honest with you. What they're doing is treasonous. Like literally, as, as the law states it in several countries, and it's, it states it a little bit different in each country, but in every country, all of these people that are these liberal people, most of the G7 peoples, they are actually in violation of their treason statutes. Uh, Justin Trudeau is, is you know, like, I don't, I don't see how he makes it to the, to the men's room on this one. I just don't see it. Uh, seems like a nice guy, likable and, and, and all. But, and, and I don't really, I've gone really harsh on the guy before quite a bit. But like, literally, this has got me worried. This like literally has me worried that this guy, uh, that this, I mean, that his mental state is that far gone. I mean, what is going on here? What is going on here? So it's, it's telling, you know, these, these globalists, it's, you know, they're, when these things, when good things are happening and Trump's doing it, they can't stand it. Now, but at the same time, everything that they're doing is reactionary. Everything that they're doing is in reaction to what's happening and they can't stop it because Trump's the tempo that Trump is at right now just keeps it, it just keeps hitting them. They have no idea where the punches are coming from. It's like a prize fight. Okay. So Trump's getting them and they know they're getting, they know they're, they're, they're getting hit every time they least suspect it. It's just, you know, one thing right after another and they're not used to this tempo. These are the people that are used to just sipping you know, glasses of high dollar alcohol and talking about how they can tie, you know, corporations and organizations together to funnel money and launder money and do all kinds of, I don't even know why they even do that. Why would you even do that? You know, I mean, I've said this before, like money, I mean, sure, that's nice and everything, but, but overall, like if, 
if there's this huge global conspiracy to do all of these things, what's the money for? By all of these, you know, people that are in government and all of these powerful people, so, so called powerful people, what's the money for? You know, if you're not taking care of, if you, if your military doesn't have rucksacks and sleeping bags, where, what's the money for? See, if you're going to tank an economy, you know, like as Justin Trudeau, his spending's out of control. And he's, he's rocked every time he's, you know, every day it's something new where he, uh, he's dropping hundreds of millions of dollars, boom. Just, there it is, there's some, there's some, for stupid stuff. I mean, the, the Singapore summit, I think is clocking in at around 20 million. So what, what cost, what, what about G7 cost them $600 million? Now, are they figuring in 400 million of that for the deal that they made? Because it's not really specified. It's not really clear. But that's what you have to watch out for is people getting in there and essentially stealing the money. That's essentially what they're doing is stealing the money. Turkey condemns Austria's racist move to close seven mosques weeks after Turkey seized all Christian churches in historic city. These guys, look, I've said this before about Erdogan. Now, this guy grew up on the streets. He was an orphan. And now he's the president. And he's got himself in a situation where, you know, the guy, he's older now. And, and he, he could just live out his days as a president and... And it would be really nice and retire and do all kinds of things. But no, this guy hates the Kurds. Now, I, I don't have a full history of everything that's gone down between the Kurds and all of these different other mix of people groups in Turkey. But what I do know is this guy really is dangerous. Not dangerous in like he should, he's somebody that you should fear. He's dangerous in the sense that like nothing that he's doing makes any sense. Okay. He's got a lot. He's, he's, Got a pretty powerful economy, got a pretty powerful military. But the rest of this stuff, the moves that he makes, the, the, they're, it's like, it's like the man's a child. It's like the man's a child. And he thinks he knows what he's doing, but he doesn't. And he's been told, it's like, look, you need to cool it because like, that's not where we're at. But the guy's like insane. So just as much as these liberal people were, are showing themselves as like pretty crazy, pretty insane, this guy is crazy in the sense that there's no, there's not really anything to gain. And if he, and if he sends out his military after the Kurds, I, just by the numbers, I've got to, I've got to say that doesn't work. First of all, half the population in Turkey is Kurdish. About 45% of the population in Turkey proper is Kurdish. Those aren't the ones that he wants to kill because he, he cracks down on them like on the daily. Okay. And, the, and so you're talking about millions, tens of millions of people that this guy is going after. And, but the ones he's going after are outside his territory in Syria, Iraq, so on. And so he just rolls right, right in to, to somebody else's territory and wants to start beating up on the Kurds. Serious miscalculation because the, the, the physical distribution of the Kurdish people and all of the other people groups in Turkey is an east-west, almost delineated half and half. And the Kurds make up a large portion of the population, and a large majority of the population, in Ankara itself. 
So I, to be honest with you, I don't, this guy just wants to fight everybody. Okay. This is one of these power hungry guys, power mad guys. And if there was an objective, if the guy was like, you know, I practically, I have a practical agenda, a practical objective to get to a certain point that he could quantify and actually speak about, that would be different. Like I was talking about with Putin, Putin makes certain choices that are obvious, good choices for that benefit the country of Russia. But Erdogan, he just doesn't have a clear plan here. I mean, he has an agenda, but there's nothing clear about his plans. The end game. I mean, out of 40, almost 40 million Kurds that he's going after, he's starting, he's trying to start a war with 40 million Kurds. Wherein the Kurds will have their, not just their men, but their women fight with them too. So you're talking about if you win, if you win, you will have wiped out 40 million people. Now, I'm not a math expert or anything, but I think somebody would notice if you wiped out 40 million people out of the Middle East. I mean, call, call me crazy, but somebody might figure, figure that out, that there's a bunch of people gone. I mean, so essentially what this guy wants is a genocide. So nobody's going to stand for that, and everybody's going to whoop up on him, and he's, you know, He's not going to be there. So, so that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about where what they're doing doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all.